Thank you to Fiverr for supporting this episode of Rogan Reasoned. I'm a lot of things, but one thing I am not is a sound engineer. So when it comes to editing my podcast episodes, I look to an awesome engineer I connected with on none other than Fiverr. As a small business owner, it is important to recognize when you need to outsource. By doing so, you not only free up your time, but you prevent your passion from becoming a pain. Visit the link in my show notes or head to www.lauraswanseekman.com and click on consulting to view Fiverr as one of my go-to business resources. Hi guys, welcome back to Rogan Reasoned. I'm your host, Laura Swan Siegman. I'm glad you're back here joining me for another conversation about all things life, business, and badassery. And boy, do I have a topic for you today. And I say it in that way because I think it's a very common thing. It's frustrating and downright obnoxious. And I honestly can't wait to dig into discussing it. Yes, you're hearing a real-time recording of this striking an actual nerve within me. Freeloaders. I've dealt with them on a personal and professional level for many years now, like back to young childhood Laura. And while I've always had opinions about them, it was something that I read the other day on social media that really ignited my fire and this conversation that I wanted to share with you today. I follow several business accounts on Instagram. I think it's good to surround yourself with the content of like-minded people or the energy you aspire to. So said business accounts often post quotes, strategies, tips, or relatable moments. And on this particular day, I spotted an example client response that made me want to clap and be like, fuck yes. Dr. Brad Klontz, a financial psychologist who I hadn't heard of before, but I'm now also following because we seem pretty aligned in our aggressiveness and sarcasm, had posted on one of his pages a suggested reply to someone who wanted something from you in business for free. His quote read, Unfortunately, I can't take on any unpaid work to help you make money at this time. Thanks for thinking of me, though. I felt seen, and I felt dumb for not thinking of that response myself. Genius. Hilarious. Just the right touch of prick. Freeloaders take up space in our lives in many forms, not only masquerading as potential business clients, but as friends, family, coworkers, neighbors, and more. They are an invasive species, and if we aren't careful, can run us financially, emotionally, mentally, and physically dry. Do you enjoy getting used? I'm hoping that question sparks a quick no from your lips, but for some reason, you're allowing freeloaders to consume whatever they want from you whenever they want. Not anymore. It's time to show them to the door and take back your time, money, energy, and sanity. It's worth it. Would you be able to easily name all the freeloaders in your life? It can be hard, especially if you're a decent person, because it's easy to convince yourself you're being kind, generous, or charitable when in fact you're just being manipulated. Now, I can come across pretty blunt, 
monotone at times, slightly aggressive and a bit cold. But I don't mean this in that kind of way. I don't have a heart of stone over here. I've needed help at times, helped others, and can see when people are struggling. I'm willing to be kind where appropriate. But here's the but. I've also had that kindness completely taken advantage of, and I've learned to be a better judge of the character of a person or situation. You can be kind, but fair. You can be generous, but have limits. You can be understanding, but direct. You don't have to be one or the other. And often, freeloaders make you feel like you're doing something wrong being both. So, obviously, I'm leading this conversation from my point of view. And we all might have a different perception of what a freeloader actually is. So, let's get on the same page with each other. You might also know them as a mooch, a leech, even perhaps a parasite. They take and take with no plans to give back, or at least give back in a legitimate way. They present as a friend, family member, neighbor, coworker, classmate, client, or some other acquaintance. They are wolves in sheep's clothing, but much like in the story of Little Red Riding Hood, these wolves aren't so perfect at disguising themselves. There's always a bit of fur or a tail that peeks out. One of my first experiences with freeloaders was via group work in school. Going to be brief on this example because I could tailspin on this one. I hate group work. Still do. Which is why I do most shit on my own. I didn't learn those people skills. Scratch that. I learned them, but I didn't like them, so I don't use them. Anyway, I was always that kid that did all of the work. Kids loved getting put in a group with me because I was type A, straight A student that was not willing to sacrifice my grade for a set of boundaries that would have allowed me sleep over staying up till 2 a.m. the night before everything was due in the second grade. Yeah, unpack that, therapist. I also have a family member who has been a freeloader financially, but also mentally and emotionally. I eventually had to cut ties with this person, and while the situation can be looked at as sad, I feel a lot better. I'm an adult, just as they are, and while we've had a different set of circumstances, we are both capable, and I can't take on their responsibilities and burdens just because they don't feel like it. I've had shitty luck with friendships in this department, too. Not necessarily financially. I've really never had a friend ask me for money or to pay for their shit. Uh, there are times I've treated and expected nothing back because that's what it was, a one-time treat. But I've had countless people freeload my emotional, mental, and physical energy. I'm always the friend that tries the hardest to maintain the relationship. I call, I write, I send packages on important dates. I ask how they are doing, generate conversation. I try to make plans and really listen when they vent. On my end, I rarely get any of that. For a long time, I thought, well, if you value the person, you'll just keep trying. Maybe they aren't as much of a planner as you. Maybe they just aren't built that way. But that was bullshit. And though I've truly come to terms with this over the past, I'd say, five or six years, there was a recent moment that truly solidified this for me. Someone I had been friends with for a very long time and had been there for during many challenging moments 
didn't even reach out to me when my dad died. Done. Laura out. Sorry, but there's no coming back from that one with me. And it's clear to me they've been freeloading off me for many years. Additional support for this episode is brought to you by Haven's Kitchen. It's time to tantalize your taste buds and mix it up in the kitchen with Haven's Kitchen's six delicious sauces. Choose from red pepper romesco, golden turmeric tahini, tangy barbecue sauce, herby chimichurri, zippy chili harissa, and their gingery miso sauce. And each of their convenient packets can not only be used as a sauce, but also as a marinade or dressing, opening up even more tasty and creative possibilities for your meals. Want to give them a try? You can pick out your favorite flavors using my exclusive link in the show notes for this episode. Be sure to follow them on Instagram at Haven's Kitchen and show off your recipes and dishes in your stories and posts. So let's take a time out. These are my examples. Is this generating any thoughts about your life so far? Hmm? Let's continue. Clients. I've loved most of my clients. I've been blessed to work with some badass people with badass goals that are interested in partnering to put their dreams into action. Notice I mentioned they wanted to partner, not be carried. That's because the people I've loved to work with aren't freeloaders. But then there are clients, paying clients, that are poorly disguised freeloaders. The ones that even after you've had conversations, signed contracts, outlined work, etc., etc., still think you aren't doing enough for them. They believe they are owed extras, perks, additional access to you and your time, and more, even though they didn't pay for it. And of course, there are the potential clients the ones that act super interested, too much, in what you're all about. What you do, how you do it, what your processes are. They aren't actually interested in working with you. They just want to get as many details as possible about your business so they can try and swing it on their own. Protect your process. There are coworkers and industry colleagues that do the same also. They are curious how you got started, where you went for this or that. And this is where I almost became a freeloader once. When I started creating content online or wanting to create content online, it was very unknown to me. I saw some of what other people did, knew kind of where I wanted to take it, but had no clue where to start. So... I reached out to people who were more experienced and successful than me, you know, on Instagram. I followed a few people, liked their style, and slid into their DMs complimenting their content. And then, embarrassingly enough, I straight up just asked for tips, whatever the fuck that meant. I mean, I wasn't going to copy them, but if someone could point me in the right direction, I'd cut through a lot of bullshit. Not surprisingly, I got a bunch of generic responses encouraging me to try different stuff and engage with my audience. No big industry secrets, no life-changing advice. And that's when it hit me. I was an asshole. First off, they didn't fucking know me or have any investment in me. I couldn't offer them anything in return. And they muscled through, so why shouldn't I? So I shut the fuck up, 
Googled for hours, and learned a lot through trial and error. Now, I get those types of messages from people, and though I respond politely, I don't share any detailed information either. I get it. Do the work. So in daily life, what are some of the ways you can quickly spot a freeloader? To start, freeloaders are great at making you feel good. They are a little too interested in you too soon. They also tend to lead an action and then put words in your mouth. Like, oh, I mentioned to so-and-so you'd love to speak at this next event. I knew you wouldn't mind. When um, you're definitely not getting paid to speak at said event, and it's not really going to benefit you on your end. It's the friend you gave your Hulu password to once, and now they want the password to your other streaming accounts so they can watch for free. They are the people that always expect a yes from your mouth and claim you're moody or being difficult if you don't comply. It's the person that wants to schedule multiple calls or lunches to discuss how you can work together, but ultimately always has an excuse as to why they can't book right now. Thanks, but I'll pass. We shouldn't go into financial, mental, emotional, or physical debt for any freeloader. Put the thought that they might be shamed in some way, your guilt for not complying with their demands, and social etiquette completely aside. Those aren't our problems to consider. What we should consider is how to free ourselves from them more quickly. And that starts with communication up front. We can't enforce boundaries if we don't know what they are. So let's start by identifying our line in the sand and expressing it with actual words in whatever language you speak. If you say it, something else can't be assumed. And be confident in your boundaries and communication. Freeloaders can smell fear and weakness. Much like vampires, they feed off this energy. The word no is also a great one to learn. Remember, you're not required to compromise. In fact, the word no is a complete sentence. We don't need to justify it with lengthy explanations and examples. Maybe it's just me, but I feel like society kind of teaches us that we are a bunch of uptight bitches if we don't cave on shit. Stand your damn ground. And give them their last rights. If you value a relationship, but feel it's imbalanced, bring it up. Tell them you can't continue the way it's been going and in what ways you feel it could improve. Maybe it'll change on their end. But if not, don't be afraid to cut ties. It can be uncomfortable, and sometimes it is sad. But for me, I feel much lighter without the dead weight of a freeloader who will never be any different. Waiting it out is a bit of a fool's game. Hopefully, you're not noting too many times you've been a freeloader, much like my embarrassing blogger moment. But if you've made a strong realization that you have been one, I don't know, maybe stop. It's not fun for anyone, especially those around you. We all have to carry our weight. So let's do a little cheers together. I don't know what time of day you're listening to this, but grab the closest cup of coffee, water bottle, or cup of booze to offloading our freeloaders. May they start pulling their own weight or take up shop in someone else's world, not ours. And 
before we wrap our chat up, I want to say thank you again for all of your support and help in Marshall and I's fundraiser for Magnificent Mutt's Rescue in honor of our missed boy, Bolt. We've raised hundreds of dollars for them and every penny will go towards saving more lives. If you haven't yet, I'd love for you to briefly visit www.lauraswanseekman.com slash Bolt to learn more about our story. We will be fundraising through August 31st, 2021, tomorrow, if you're listening to this episode when it launches. But if you're listening at a later date, there are plenty of ways, monetary or otherwise, you can support this great organization or support another rescue that is dear to your heart. I'll be back next week with a brand new episode of Rogan Reason. Have a great fucking week. To learn more about me, your host, and the Rogan Reason podcast, visit www.lauraswanseekman.com slash podcast and follow along on Instagram at Rogue Reason Podcast.